I would like to share a brief testimony of how the Lord uh, revealed to me uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I had been a pastor for 21 years when the Lord revealed this to me. And uh, I go back all the way back to my teenage years and uh, really understanding what happened for the Lord to reveal this to me. When I was, um, I was 12 years old when I received Jesus as Lord and Savior, but I never grew at all as a Christian until two months before I graduated from high school. Uh, during my junior high school days was the time of war, World War II, and uh, I had uh, seven relatives who were overseas. And so every day I would pray for them. And then I got into high school and I'm sure the war was over and I'm sure I didn't continue that. But all along, in my heart, I was saying to the Lord, one of these days you're going to have all there is of me. And uh, about two months before I graduated from high school, one Sunday night, singing in a youth choir, uh, when the invitation was given, everybody in that choir went forward and made, it, made a public decision except me and the guy standing next to me. And uh, I really don't know whatever happened to him. Uh, but uh, I told the Lord right then, this is it. From now on, you have total access to my life. And I've never backed down from that. Uh, not for one minute's time. Uh, since I was an 18 year old boy not long after that I uh, experienced a divine a supernatural a sovereign filling with the Holy Spirit I didn't even know who the Holy Spirit was and uh, I didn't know what had happened to me until later I began to read the Bible and found out that it was really I was being filled with the Holy Spirit but that didn't last very long. It lasted for just a while. And then the Lord just sort of let me back down. And not that I lost my that commitment to be totally available to God, but He just let me back down from that uh, feeling of love that I was having during that sovereign uh, feeling of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I began to pray, Lord, let me have what I had before and the Lord never answered that prayer. And uh, so then when I found out it was the filling of the Holy Spirit that I had experienced after I learned what the Holy Spirit does when He entered, uh, enters a person's life and fills a person's life. So I began to pray, Lord, please fill me with the Holy Spirit. And that never happened. And uh, along the way I felt like God called me to preach uh, I was the least promising person on earth uh, that ever had a call to preach. As a matter of fact, the night that I surrendered to preach, uh, I, years later I heard my pastor tell this story. He said the night that David surrendered to preach, he said on the way home from church that night I said to my wife, now I know that God doesn't make mistakes, but I just don't know about this Kirkendall boy trying to preach. And uh, and yet I was, and I knew that I was, and uh, 
a year and a half later I was called to be pastor of a church maybe closer to two years later I was called to be pastor of a church and uh, one day uh, I I had been a student at Decatur Baptist College and I was back in Decatur for something and uh, I uh, I ran across a friend of mine and uh, his name was Bobby and I said uh, Bobby how are things going and he said oh David he said I just came from Wolf City Texas and he said I preached a revival there in the First Baptist Church of Wolf City and he said I had 16 professions of faith now you'd think I would have rejoiced with him but I didn't I was jealous of him because God had used him in a way that he had never used me and I became jealous of him and on the way home that day I began to say this to the Lord how could anyone be that rotten that I couldn't rejoice with him but I had to feel bad because he had had this great victory in the Lord and just every once in a while through the years I would have that same experience I had another major problem and it was anger I would have become angry with uh, my wife and children and deacons and (coughs) others and so for all these years from uh, the time I was 18 years old until I was 41 years old uh, I kept praying to God Lord, please take this out of me. And please give me the love that I had when I was a teenage boy. And the Lord never answered that prayer. Now, in 1970, uh, a year before God revealed these truths to me, I began to resent some people. So now I have three problems, three sins I'm dealing with, and a lack of love that I'm dealing with. And so I, I just I never gave up praying about it, uh, and I would read books and I would get ideas of what to do and how to have that victory, but it never it just never came. So one day I was on my way to a place called Lucas, Texas. It's uh, south and east. I was a pastor in McKinney at the time, so I drove down to Allen and headed toward Lucas. And uh, as I started toward Lucas, it's just a real straight highway from there to Lucas. And I was so grieved that, that I was just so I was just so sick of myself. And uh, so tears began to roll down my face, just soiling my trousers actually. And I blurted out this prayer to God, Father, if you can't change me, I just pray that you'll kill me. And I really meant it. If he couldn't change me, I didn't want to keep living. I just didn't. And uh, so I went through the revival and uh, kept praying. And he never did do either one of them. And so when the revival was over, I just resolved that I was going to uh, be alone with God until something happened. And it was during that time that I was spending this time alone with God I probably about Thursday I started it on Monday and, and probably about Thursday the Lord showed me 
this message. And the way he did it, I was reading a book one day that I'd had for quite a while, and uh, my eyes fell on one line in that book, and that one line said, the hub of Christian victory is Romans 6. And I thought, I taught that, I preached that, and it never changed my life. But I knew that was something to go on. The hub of Christian victory is Romans 6. I read commentaries. I had six or eight commentaries on Romans, and I read them, didn't find a thing. I read it again in the Bible. I prayed more. I read more books, and still nothing. About two days later, the thought came to me, I had another book on Romans. And uh, so I went back to my study, and I found that other book on Romans, and I started reading in the sixth chapter of Romans. And I got down to the sixth verse. And in that sixth verse, the author of the book, it says, Our old man is crucified. And uh, the author of the book was talking about that, and he said, I made up my mind, if I couldn't understand what that meant, I was going to quit preaching until I could understand what it meant. And then he said one day, and then he said, oh, what a beautiful day it was. He said, the Lord showed me. And he showed him out of verse 3 that says, those of us who have been baptized into Jesus, meaning by the Holy Spirit, those of us who have been baptized into Jesus have been baptized into his death. And so this man in his book said, He said, I saw it. It was because I was in union with Christ. Going back to the third verse. I saw it because I was in union with Christ. And uh, he said, I was up on the second floor. Uh, And he said, I ran downstairs and I ran to the kitchen. And I ran up to the cook and I said, Did you know you're looking at a dead man? (laughs) And of course, I'm sure he had a little fun with that. And uh, but I, and that didn't change me, but it just gave me a few more things to uh, to understand, to to lead me on to understand what I've been to have this change in life that I've been wanting. And so uh, I remembered that I had a book that had a chapter in it called "United with Christ." So I read that. It didn't mean a thing to me till I got to the last two pages of that chapter. And uh, on those two pages, the author of the book says, if we have been united with Christ, what has happened to Him has happened to us. His history has become our history. And he said, and the Bible makes it plain. He said it's at the point of crucifixion, burial, and resurrection. Well, that didn't change me, but it gave me something to go on. So I went back to the guy who was going to quit preaching until he could understand what it meant for the old man to be crucified. And uh, I read on down to the 11th verse. And in the King James, the 11th verse says, Reckon yourself to be dead to sin and alive to God. Now, some of the modern translations have that in such words just consider yourself to be dead to sin and alive to God. But the author of the book that I was reading at the time, the guy that God revealed it to him while he was upstairs and he ran down to talk to the cook, 
The author of that book says this is just an act of faith. Right. You just believe it. And all of a sudden my prayer life changed. For 23 years I had said, God, please take anger and jealousy out of me. For one year I had said, Lord, please take anger, jealousy, and resentment out of me. And for 23 years I had prayed, Lord, let me love again like I did during that time. I quit praying that way that day. I never asked again. And here's what I began to pray. Thank you, Father, that I'm dead to anger, jealousy, and resentment. And I don't have to be guilty anymore. And I'm alive to you. And you're free to live in love through me. God was changing me before dark. I quit asking. I just took a stand on what the Bible says. Consider yourself. Believe. That word reckon right there really, the best way to translate that word that's translated reckon right there is just believe it. Believe that you're dead to sin and alive to God. And so God began to change me and just... And he's still changing me from that day to this. That's for uh, over 33 years. And uh, uh, he's changing me today. Uh, and so uh, that's how, how it happened. That I began to share it. And for a long time, not many people paid any attention to me. Uh, but after a while, people began to pay attention. And along the way, the Lord led me to, led me to start writing books and that's why the uh, that's why those books are there and uh, uh, this is it I mean we can try everything we want to try in this Christian life commitment doesn't do it dedication doesn't do it praying doesn't do it it's accepting the fact that when we were saved we were crucified buried and resurrected and choosing to experience it just those two things just believe it and choose it and when we do those two things we begin to experience death burial and resurrection so that's how this uh, started in my life and I was 41 years of age I've been a pastor for 21 years I immediately began to tell my church Folks, I've never known how to live a Christian life. I told a preacher friend about it, about it one day, and he said, David, you don't have to tell them that. I said, I want to tell them that. Amen. I didn't know how to live the Christian life. And God had revealed it to me and uh, has been changing me ever since. So uh, 